Check it out. Welcome everyone. My name's Greg. On today's episode, we'll be talking everything PrEP with Shannon Woodward, nurse practitioner from the Canberra Sexual Health Centre. Check it out. LGBTIQ health, lifestyle and community news. Check it out is brought to you by the AIDS Action Council. From Canberra. For everyone. So today we're here to talk about PrEP, everything we know about PrEP, everything to do with PrEP. Shannon Woodward is with me. She's a nurse practitioner from the Canberra Sexual Health Centre. Shannon is the EPIC New South Wales PrEP Study Coordinator for the Canberra Sexual Health Centre. And so if there's anything about PrEP that she doesn't know, it's probably not worth knowing. Welcome, Shannon. That's a very kind introduction. I'm not sure if that's true. I'm sure there's plenty I don't know. But thank you for having me today. So it's all in the news. We wanted to talk about PrEP. It apparently has just arrived in ACT. But a lot of people have been asking us, what is PrEP? Yep, sure. So what PrEP is, it's another prevention strategy for HIV. And it's similar. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis for HIV. And it's similar to uh, prevention strategies like, say, for malaria prophylaxis when people travel or live in the tropics and um, they're given a tablet a day to take, you know, prevent them against malaria. So PrEP's similar to that in that it's taken every day to prevent someone from acquiring HIV through sex or through injecting drug use. PrEP is an antiretroviral medication, a combination of emtricitabine and tenofovir, two drugs that make up combined tablet that's used for PrEP. These are antiretroviral medications which have been used for many, many years for people with HIV and they work by stopping HIV replicating within the cell, therefore stopping someone from acquiring HIV. So the medications don't kill HIV, they just stop it from replicating in the body. That's exactly right. Mm. So it can't replicate in the body, so therefore it can't then um, get out into your bloodstream and take hold in your body. Mm. And so it eventually just sort of disappears. Yes. Mm. So that's why you've got to keep on taking it every day. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Huge words. So pre-exposure prophylaxis. Prophylaxis is the old term we had for condoms, isn't it? Yep. So it's like a prevention. Yes. Prophylaxis just means prevention, more or less. Yep. So pre-exposure, so you're taking medication before you might be exposed to HIV. Is that yep. the idea? That's exactly right. So how long does it take before you know you know that it's working? So a lot of the studies from overseas so far have shown that in men who have sex with men, protective levels of the drug are usually reached within about seven days of daily dosing. Right. It may take a bit longer in heterosexual people, but they're still studying that in some of the trials. So usually you'd say you'd be taking it every day just in case. Yes, yes. Right. Certainly the Australian guidelines, which have been put out by the Australian Society for HIV Medicine, or ASHAM, they're recommending that the drugs are taken every day. Right. Does it matter what time of the day you take it or anything like that? Not at all. It's recommended that the medications are taken with food. It doesn't matter if you choose to do that with your breakfast, with lunch or with dinner. Just pretty much the same time every day. Okay. So if somebody wanted to uh, be taking PrEP to get on PrEP, how, how do they go about that? So in the ACT, there are a few ways to access PrEP, okay? Mm-hmm. And this pretty much is standard across Australia as well. Uh, but we'll just concentrate on the ACT. People can get PrEP currently either through a clinical trial, through buying the medications privately, 
But PrEP is quite expensive to buy in Australia, so most people don't choose that option. It can cost hundreds of dollars a month at the moment yeah. within Australia to get it privately. Right. Okay. The third option, which lots of people in the ACT have been doing for a while, is to purchase PrEP from overseas and import it for your own use. Now, that's perfectly legal. It requires a current script from a doctor and under the Therapeutic Goods Administration Personal Importation Scheme, people can import up to three months of medication at a time for their own use. So lots of patients have chosen to do that and they can go online to a website called PAN, that's mm -hmm. P-A-N, yep. which has all the ordering information and cost details on the website. Lots of people order this prep online with no trouble and when it's purchased from overseas, it's much cheaper than here in Australia because it's a generic version of the drug. While the imported generics are licensed from the original producer, they're not covered by Australian regulatory standards, and that's why they're cheaper, but many, many people are using these drugs in Australia with no problems. Check it out. The clinical trial, yeah. that sounds like uh, a bit of hard work. What's a clinical trial? So there's various trials going on throughout most states and now the ACT in Australia. The clinical trial is not a trial as such to see if the medications work because we know that they're really effective. Great. The trial's more looking at how well or how quickly can people get access to PrEP and if people at high risk of HIV are put onto PrEP in, you know, sort of rapidly, can the rate of new HIV infections be reduced? Okay, so... Yeah. So not, it's an implement, not, implementation study to see how effective sort of rapid access to PrEP can work in Australia. So if we get PrEP out there, how well does it affect the HIV infection rate yeah, overall? That's, right. that's yep. fantastic. Yep. And so do we know if that's working at all from um, the previous, from the studies that are going on in Australia so far? Yep. So there's currently trials happening in most of the states, as I said, which with close to 12,000 high-risk people on PrEP through clinical trials throughout the country. And the trials are mostly recruiting gay or bisexually active men who are mm. at highest risk within Australia. In New South Wales so far this year, they've just re released some data and there's been a rapid decline in new infections within the first six months of this year. That's been the lowest number of new diagnoses of HIV in gay and bisexual men since HIV first emerged in the 1980s. So right. that's fantastic. That's amazing news. Yep. And while PrEP's really had an important role to play in that, it's not the only factor. You know, there's been a much wider approach involved with encouraging people to get tested. So there's been lots of increased testing for HIV. Okay. Also getting people into HIV care and on treatment. Right. And of course, we're still promoting condoms and all those have played a really important role in reducing the incidence of new HIV infections. I've noticed stories on websites or in news um, media and things about different stats on how effective PrEP really is. What do we really know about that? Yep, sure. So that's, that's a good question. And there are lots of different sort of things I've certainly seen as well. And mm. coming from a lot of them have come from the overseas studies in the UK and Europe. Okay. About the effectiveness. So studies have shown that those studies, so that's IPREX and 
Proud and IPAGO some of the names of the studies okay. um, that PrEP reduces the risk of getting HIV from sex by more than 90% right. when it's taken every day. Yep. And, you know, some things that patients who are taking PrEP that we've seen at our clinic too, patients will say, well, if I'm taking PrEP, do I still need to use condoms? Sure. Or things that other people have asked, you know, outside of sort of this sector is why do people need PrEP when we've got condoms? Right, you okay. Know, which is a good question yeah, too. Yeah, sure. Mm. So, you know, we know that condoms, when they're used all the time, and correctly, that they're highly effective against HIV. But despite that, you know, since the 80s, there's still many new infections of HIV every year in Australia. So, so everyone has agreed that we need another mechanism to improve HIV prevention. And while we know condoms work well for many people, PrEP is just an additional option, but that's recommended for some people. And so why would I want to start taking PrEP if I was, um, say, a, a sexually active guy in Canberra? Well, condoms are fantastic, but we yep. know that they're just not always used mm-hmm. correctly. Sometimes they break. Mm-hmm. So this is just another backup option for people, but we would still encourage people to use PrEP and condoms because PrEP doesn't protect us from other sexually transmitted infections. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So are we seeing a rise in other infections? Uh, probably a bit too early to say that yet. But that's in Canberra? That, yeah, in Canberra mm-hmm. um, and same across the country and that's right. one of the factors that a lot of the studies are looking at. Sure. Mm-hmm. Condoms, of course, will protect people against gonorrhea, chlamydia, mycoplasma genitalium, syphilis and hep B. All the fun stuff. All the fun stuff. (laughs) And they can also help provide some protection against genital herpes and human papillomavirus as well. So Mm. we do still recommend them. Rumours abound about anything that's a medication. What do we know about side effects of PrEP? Yeah. Is, it, is that a, a reasonably good medication by comparison to other things? Yeah, yep, it's great. And mm. as you're quite right, any medication has any side effect. Medications used for PrEP can cause short-term side effects such as nausea or feeling a bit sick. Yeah, right. Feeling a bit tired, mm-hmm. causing some gastrointestinal symptoms like an upset stomach or loose bowels. Mm and a headache. These side effects usually affect just a very small number of people and only last for a few weeks and then they just go away. Okay. Part of the reason that these medications, tenofovir and emtricitabine, were chosen for PrEP is because they have very few long-term side effects. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Tenofovir, which is one of the components of the PrEP medication, has been associated with reduced kidney function mm-hmm. and bone mineral density. And these problems have been noted in just small numbers of HIV positive people, yeah. but especially older positive people who've taken tenofovir for many years. They may have less impact on PrEP users who are likely to be younger and might only be on PrEP for a short amount of time. And that's why we really encourage, and the Australian guidelines really encourage people on PrEP to see a medical professional for monitoring because kidney function monitoring is recommended, Mm -hmm. which is done via a blood test at at clinical visits. It is thought too that any of those side effects like the problems with kidney function or the initial loss in bone mineral density will return to normal when the medications are stopped. Oh, great. So if you're going on PrEP, you would be still seeing your doctor fairly regularly and you'd want to talk about all of those potential side effects. Yeah. And do you get 
tested on on those things regularly as well. Yeah, so within the Australian guidelines and most of the clinical trials are recommending that people are saying for people to have three monthly visits. Right. And we... What, what is usually done at those visits is when people come in the, for the first time, they'll fu- have a full STI screen, so full testing for chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, hepatitis A and B to make yep. sure they're immune. Okay. And, of course, HIV. And at baseline, we'd do a kidney function test as well. Mm-hmm. Then we usually would repeat all that at three months. And if people's kidney function test is fine, it's recommended then that they have it done about every six months while they're on prep. Right. So it might show up really early if if there was any issue. Yeah, Yeah, right. And it's just good to get a baseline test as well. Yeah. And then then everything from then on can be compared to baseline. Yeah. One of the things that positive people talk about all the time is that we're probably some of the healthiest people of our age group because we're constantly having all of our stuff tested. Do you think that that might be the same with people on PrEP? Yeah, I do. I do. I mm. think so. You know, it's good good access to medical care when you're on PrEP, you mm-hmm. know, for, for young people who don't often, you know, would not normally see a doctor or healthcare practitioner every three months. Especially so, about STIs, I suppose. Yeah, yeah it's great. Check it out. We've heard the the rumours too, or people talk about it as if it's the big boogeyman in the room, that it's just going to lead to people having a lot more unprotected sex and therefore lots of STIs and all of that sort of stuff. What are the real risks of that, do you think? Um, I suppose that's one of the concerns with PrEP is um, not using condoms is a mm. higher incidence of STIs, mm. um, and that's why we do still promote it, condom use. Mm-hmm. Um or certainly regular testing at least. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you're on PrEP and you are having regular testing as well, then that's possibly going to put the brakes on all of that 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 potential new STIs. Yeah, I suppose, well, having a test won't stop you from getting an STI, no. but at least they'll be diagnosed early yeah. and people will be able to tell other partners yeah. to yeah, get right. tested mm-hmm. and um, hopefully try and prevent some of that onwards transmission of STIs. Yeah, great. So we've got all of these options for prevention and we've got all of these options for treatment, but it all still comes back to testing, 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 testing. Absolutely, (laughs) definitely. So another question that comes up quite often for people is who are already on PrEP, Hmm. what if I want to stop PrEP? Hmm. So as we talked before, we, we don't have great evidence in clinical trials of intermittent PrEP dosing, so that's where people might just take it around the time of sex or take it, you know, a few times a week. We, mm-hmm. we are still recommending to take it every day. Yeah. Um, and patients have then said, well, I don't want to continue on PrEP. Um, how do I stop it? Can I just stop it and I'm fine? Um, what the recommendation is in Australia is that protective levels of the drugs are thought to stay in the body for up to a week after stopping PrEP. Our Australian guidelines recommend that people continue to take PrEP every day for 28 days after the last sexual or sexual exposure or other exposure that has put them at high risk of HIV oh, really? infection. Mm-hmm. So a bit like PEP, post-exposure okay. prophylaxis, that's for 28 days. Mm-hmm. So the recommendation is to continue on your medications for right. 28 days after the last exposure if you wanted to stop PrEP. 
And so a bit like HIV medications too, if you miss a dose, if it's only one dose that you've missed, it's probably not a big issue. Yeah. Yeah. But if you miss a few in a week, then you're starting to really get down below yeah. the level that it works. That's exactly right. And mm. if that happened, we suggest people, you know, make sure they're pretty vigilant with their condom use. Yeah, right. Or maybe try not to have sex till they've had the, yeah. the seven tablets. <laughs> Always easier said than done. Yeah, that's right. People forget and people have all sorts of things go on in their lives. Let's go back and talk about um, the self-import idea. Yeah. I've had a look at the PAN website. It originally was called Prep Access Now. Yeah. And my understanding is that they were a community organisation who decided that they wanted to make it as easy as possible for people to get access to PrEP. All of this, I guess, is because we don't have it on the PBS and yeah. so people are finding you know, creative ways and legal ways of yeah. making sure that people can get access to it. If I wanted to do go down that route instead of going through the trial, yep. I still need to go and see a doctor. Yeah, you do. You do. So under personal importation scheme, which is all laid out quite nicely on the um, Australian Government's Therapeutic Goods Administration website, it is perfectly legal to self-import medications for up to three months but you need a script of a registered medical practitioner in Australia. Mm. So the risk of not doing that, if, if you, I think most of the companies now that people are ordering it do like you to scan the script and send it to them or right. take a photo and upload it as part of the ordering process yeah. and they will then ship the medications. Part of the risk of not, if you didn't do it without a script, is that you might not be able to order it in the first place. But um, also, if customs chose to open your package, which they may do just randomly, they can ask for proof that it's been ordered legally under a script. So, sure. so we recommend people hang on to their scripts as well, just okay, in case. Okay, keep a copy of it. Yeah, sort keep of thing. a copy of it at home, mm-hmm. just in case customs, like anything, you know, they open any package randomly just in case they ask for proof that it is a prescribed medication. Sure, yeah. For your own use. If you are travelling, like you want to go overseas on holidays and take your prep with you, I guess it's a bit of the same thing. You take your script with you so that you can show why you've got it. Yeah, what we often do for people who are about to travel is we just write them, as with any medication, we just write a travel letter. Okay. That's on a you know letterhead from your yep. doctor or Canberra Sexual Health Centre. just says um, your name, date of birth and that you're being prescribed these medications and you'll be carrying them with you. Sure. Oh, that's good. Technically, any doctor can write a script for PrEP, but maybe not all doctors would know much about it. So is it better to go to somebody who's already very familiar with um, the HIV medicines? Yeah, yeah, it is. You're quite right. Any doctor can write them. They're is a list of doctors within Canberra on the Australian Society of HIV Medicine's website who are skilled in prescribing these medications. Yeah, okay. Any of our medical staff at Canberra Sexual Health Centre are, of course, and and some other practices that specialise in sort of gay men's health, such as interchange general practice. Yeah. But there's also GPs throughout Canberra and Queanbeyan who have had experience in in this area. Yeah, so right. you could also ask your GP. There are some guidelines for GPs also on that ASHAM website. So if you've got a good relationship with your own GP, you could recommend that they go and read yeah. those re- recommendations. Yeah. And All oh, right. Okay, definitely, that's good. Definitely. And I'm sure you could sort of 
maybe steer people in the right direction here at the AIDS Action Council as to where they could go to? Yeah, we do. We've got a good list of doctors who are either already prescribing HIV medications or have, um, you know, a, a great relationship with the gay men's community. Yeah. Mm. yeah, great. One of the things that I've been hearing from friends who have started on the self-importing of PrEP themselves um, is that sometimes those um, scripts or the medications take a while to arrive and it's not very predictable. Sometimes it'll be a week and sometimes it'll be three weeks before they arrive. It must be a bit frustrating, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. And the cost is really variable too. I think I've heard from a lot of patients that the cost has really come down Okay. over the last few months. That's good. Which is great. And I think on the PAN website, there's it does outline the different companies and their costs. Yeah. Some are as low as um, about $36 a month now. But, yeah. as you, but as you say, it can be unpredictable. Hmm. Most patients will order them sort of a month in advance before they're going to run out. Yep. Yeah. And then it comes back to if you do run out, then, well, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. But you do need to be much more careful with condoms. and. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. The other thing that I know from helping somebody with the PAN website and doing that uh, self-ordering process is that the prices on the website are in American dollars. Yeah. So that's Good varying. Point. And also it doesn't include the transport costs yeah, which are all very different. Yeah, someone said the other day which mm. he said it was sometimes it can be a bit deceptive. It is a bit. So yeah. it's always read the fine print. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's that's one of those fine detail things that you only find out when you really go through the process. It's a bit like ordering a plane ticket and finding yeah. out about the booking fee at the end. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Check it out. So how are you finding people, how are you finding patients are feeling about taking PrEP? Um, we've seen heaps and heaps of people, even like close to a couple of hundred people at our clinic about PrEP um, over the last couple of years. A lot of patients, it's really um, helped solve a lot of anxiety that they may have had about broken wow. condoms or not used a condom. It's been excellent in that yeah. regard. And I think for a lot of patients too, it's allowed them to have a a greater level of intimate sex and yeah. although we certainly do encourage condoms all the time we are also realistic that it doesn't happen and, and people also do want to experience you know sex without a condom which a lot of patients have said it's fantastic for that too yeah. you know a lot of a lot of our patients have never had the opportunity to have sex without a condom you know because they're all born after the 80s so for them it's you know taken sexual relationships to a new level so I think PrEP's been great. Mm, beautiful. I think that there's something about that anxiety, isn't there? I hear different guys talk about their relationship with condoms differently. Some feel that they're really empowering. Others feel that it's a bit of a interruption, whatever. Yeah. PrEP is going to be a different one, which people will have their own attitudes around, yes. I suppose, aren't yeah. they? Mm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm. Some patients are still really committed to condom use, you know, yeah. and also wouldn't dream of not using a condom for sex. Yep. So, so it does, people, as you said before, have really different attitudes to PrEP. We notice it out there in the conversations that are going on at dinner tables or online or whatever else, that there are some guys who will only perhaps consider partnering with somebody who's on PrEP and some guys will not. Yep. It doesn't make a difference to them at all. Yeah, that's right. Yep. 
Check it out. So if we're talking about how you get PrEP, um, you know, we're really lucky in Canberra that we have great accessible GPs and health services at our doorstep. Um, for any people, you know, outside of a metropolitan area, you know, like um, some kid living down the south coast or living in the country, please contact your local sexual health clinic. You know, if you just go onto uh, your web browser and search for sexual health clinic, or you could always call um, AIDS Action Council or AIDS Council of New South Wales or any of the AIDS councils across the country and they can really talk to you and help you about how you can get PrEP locally. Of course. There are doctors everywhere who are um, up on this, um, but they're not going to have their billboard out saying who they are, usually, and you don't know until you know. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, you know, please um, reach out and talk to someone about where you could access Mm -hmm. this. Well, I think that's just about everything about PrEP. Thank you so much for coming in, Shannon. Thanks for having me. It was great. My thanks to Shannon Woodward for coming in and talking prep. This has been an AIDS Action Council production. My name is Greg. Check it out. For more information, visit our website at aidsaction.org.au. Follow us on Facebook or become an AIDS Action Council member. You know you want to. LGBTIQ health, lifestyle and community news. Check it out. It's brought to you by the AIDS Action Council. From Canberra. For everyone.